Welcome to Jake's Review Corner, the only podcast that just started. I don't have a very big fan base, so if you're listening, you're either a new person, one of my friends, or probably my mom. My name is Jacob Daniel. I'm 5'6", weighing at 170, and I'm your host. And today, I am joined by my really good friend, Jessie. She's about five feet taller than me. Uh, we have a real nice, like, King Kong dynamic going on. Jessie, say hi. I don't know how I feel about that being my introduction. No, it's fine. I mean, like, I have kind of that relationship with everyone because I'm 5'6". Anyway, guys, uh, we are doing something really ambitious today. We are going to be talking about WandaVision. If you've been living under a rock, WandaVision is the first MCU television show. Unless you're counting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or Daredevil. Or Jessica Jones. Or Luke Cage. Or Iron Fist. Yes, the very first one is also the start of Phase 4. Before we get started, I want to introduce my guest again. This is Jesse. Uh, what's your last name? Panter. Panter? Are you sure it's not Painter? Actually, I think it's Painter. Oh. Huh? But, you know. Well, Jesse, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you become a Marvel fan? So, it was when my mom worked night shift, so my dad would, like have me and my little sister and that was his one thing that he did is like we would watch all the marvel movies on netflix or we would like i saw all the avengers in theaters okay yeah so i didn't even i wasn't even really big into it until like high school when i was like oh crap they all fit together if you had to pick your favorite what would it be because i don't even think my favorite marvel movie is like one of the mcu ones i think it's just like one of the og like spider-man like toby Maguire. Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man, and I'm willing to fight on that hill. You don't think it's Andrew Garfield? No. Not okay. in the slightest. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like how people don't think Andrew Garfield was a good, like... Okay, granted, was he a good Spider-Man? I don't know. He was a pretty good Peter Parker. I believe that he was angsty. He's a great actor. I My first thought watching it was, like, this guy looks 35. Because I think he was... He, I, I think he was 29. He was, like, 28, 29, playing a 17-year-old. Yeah, I just wasn't a big fan of, like, who they casted. I liked I liked the storyline, kind of. My biggest thing is I just hated how they were... It was all about, like, Gwen's dad hating him, and he's like, I'll honor your dad. And then at the end, he's like, never mind. You're kind of hot. No, I think that was the very ambitious story to do because it actually displayed how in real life most dads just hate their daughter's boyfriends. <laughs> it was a very realistic movie. So anyway, guys, we were talking about WandaVision, so I'm going to quickly go over the characters of WandaVision. Obviously, WandaVision stars... Uh, where are my notes? I had to take notes because this is a nine-episode MCU TV show, and it's not like a two-hour movie. So WandaVision stars uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda and Paul Bentley as Vision. Wanda first appeared in X-Men number four in 1964. Also appearing with Wanda was her brother Quicksilver. Vision first appeared in Avengers 57 in 1968. Vision is actually based on another character named Vision from Timely Comics. What's Timely Comics? Timely Comics is the predecessor of Marvel. 
Marvel Comics. Now, these characters actually both appeared in Avengers Age of Ultron, which, fun fact, I have my Avengers Age of Ultron uh, movie ticket sitting on the uh, table that we're podcasting on, because personally, I think it's a good movie. A lot of people don't think it was a good movie. I think it's an okay movie. What are your thoughts on Avengers Age of Ultron? It's my favorite Marvel movie. Do you ever get ridiculed for thinking that? I haven't yet. But, I don't know. I like the movies the best where they're all in it. So just all the Avengers movies. <laughs> yes, but specifically Age of Ultron. Oh, my God. Also, with the cast, we have Jimmy Woo, who first appeared in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Monica Rambeau, who first appeared as a child in Captain Marvel. Darcy Lewis, who was in Thor. Now, if you haven't seen WandaVision, um, what have you been doing with the past, like, ten weeks of your life? But if you have, you know that this show doesn't quite make a whole lot of sense at first. But the gimmick is that Wanda and Vision are playing out their lovely life in sitcoms. Dating from the 1950s to the early 2010s. They also have two kids named Tommy and Billy that we will get into when they first appear. Speaking of first appearances, Jesse, you know what I just remembered? Do you remember how we first met? Yes. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell this story. Jesse can jump in if she wants to. So me and Jesse went to the same college. We went to Reinhardt University. It is in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Jesse is part of the volleyball team, which maybe you could have guessed that from the King Kong um, scenario. And I don't I'll, think that would be people's first guess when you say King Kong is, oh, she's on the volleyball team. On the volleyball team. You're very <laughs> tall. Which, you know, that's I feel like that's a compliment. I wish someone would tell me I'm very tall once in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a very tall personality. Um, I was in a fraternity, and we had to do trunk or treat. Now, the year before, me and my fraternity, we basically got shit on by the school for trunk or treat. We showed up with a bowl, and they didn't like that. They didn't like that, which I thought it was funny because all we have to do is hand out candy. And one of the professors, I won't name him, basically kept going around to the parents and he was like, man, you know what these kids remind me of? Those guys in white vans luring kids in with candy. I wish that was a joke. That's a real thing one of like my professors said to parents. I say parents because he kept saying it. And I had to like walk up to him and I was like, all right, this is funny the first time, but you're really steering people away. So the next year we thought, okay, we have to do better. We made it a Hawaiian theme. We brought a speaker, and we were generating a lot of buzz. And then for some reason, I was like, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll get on top of my car with the speaker, and I'll start, like, holding it up, playing songs. Who? One of you guys came up to me, and you are like, play Toto. Was it Hannah? I think it was. We were yelling at you the whole time. But when you mention it, I don't remember there being any kids there, which at is the, weird. At the, <laughs> at the trunk or treat event for yeah, kids? Yeah, I don't remember any kids past, like, the first 15 minutes of it. Oh, my God. Well, that's funny now because I don't really remember. Well, we had to be out there till 8. Yeah. But, like, where were the kids at when you were on top of the van? I think by that point, they were just not really th- that. Or, or we- terrified. I think we just blocked them out. So I got on top of my I got on top of my car. I was holding the speaker over my head, which if you've seen any 80s movies, that's going to be reminiscent of something. And I remember you guys started, like, using your phones kind of as, like, the back and forth. Mm-hmm. Now, this night was great. Like, this is where I became friends with you all. But I remember it almost ended really badly for me because I almost fell off my car. Do I, you... I do remember that. <laughs> I took a step backwards and I slipped and I caught myself, luckily. But that night definitely would have had, like, a different effect on, I think, our friendships if I had fallen off my car. Well, you know, we found out your name and I... I don't. I think we added you on Snapchat, but 
but we added the wrong person that I'm pretty sure he added us all back because we spelled it like J-A-C-O-B. And so we were like, why isn't he responding to us? What, I thought, weren't you the first one that I added? Yes, because I had to go through, like, the frat's followers, and I was like, who, who is Jacob? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then from the, I mean, you guys were kind of my best friends my junior year. We really clicked off. Um. Anyway, we need to start talking about WandaVision. We're going to try and wrap this up in an hour. There's definitely no way. We'll probably go into it, but let's start. Uh, episode one of WandaVision opens up with the two in the car. It's a very 50s intro, very reminiscent of Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy. Um, you see Wanda and Vision kind of living out their happy life, but we don't really understand what's going on. I think like this first episode and even the second episode kind of alienated people from wanting to watch WandaVision. I liked it because I don't think anything could replicate that feeling of watching the first two episodes again. Because, like, no one knew what was going on. I mean, like, most people, when you watch the movies, they have an idea of what's going to happen. Yeah, because they play it out in the trailers. But you can get really anything from these trailers. Right. But it kind of, like, I remember talking to my friends, and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. It doesn't look good, and it doesn't interest me. And I was like, how does it not interest you? You don't know what's going on. Like, Vision died. In yeah. in Infinity War, and now he's back, and we're just, like, kind of like, okay, no, you know what, that makes sense. Well, I was, like, confused, because I was like, is this just, like, a fun thing that they're doing? Like, it doesn't have to do with the story, or, like, are they just going through the decades, like, for fun? Oh, my God. Wanda's in, like, a mental ward. <laughs> I thought that. I was like, is she kidnapped? So, through that, uh, we also learned that Vision is working a job at, I actually don't know where Vision works. Uh, it's something with computers or something or yeah. well actually it's the 50s so it's really not with computers it's like he did something with letters oh my god he probably just works at some business place you know there's the marvel fans that it's like listening to this and they're like do they seriously not know and they're gonna talk about it wanda and vision can't figure out why their calendar has a heart on it wanda assumes it's for their anniversary vision also assumes oh it must be for something special what it's actually for is vision's boss Mr. Hart is going to be coming over. Wanda decides to take advice from her new neighbor, Agnes. Tries to get all sexy. But, oh, who did Vision come home with? The Hearts couple. Leads to some wacky hijinks. Oh, floating objects. If you didn't see the episode, go watch the episode. It will make a whole lot more sense. Beat through this episode a little bit. Uh, episode kind of coming to the closure ends with Mr. Hart choking. There's a more, like, dramatic... Like, this was the first shift in this episode's tone. Because the first... First episode is very reminiscent of these, like, 50s sitcoms, but then it starts to get a little bit more serious as Mr. Hart and Mrs. Hart start asking Wanda, why are you here? Why are you doing this? Which, by the way, Deborah Jones is in this, who, like, I'm sure a lot of you guys know was in that 70s show. She was a kitty from that 70s show. Yeah. Did you ever watch that 70s show? I think I watched, like, the first few seasons of it. Oh, my God. When I saw her, I was really excited. And then she kind of didn't have that big of a role in this series. I thought she was going to have a bigger role. Kind of upset me. So then uh, kind of get a happy ending. And then by the end of the episode, you hear the Wanda Wanda who's doing this. And it cuts straight to a standby. And you don't really know what's going on. We're going to flash forward to, boom, episode two, which opens up with, in my opinion the worst of the theme songs i didn't like the wandavision song like the, i didn't either like the wandavision all it says is wandavision but that's also like very reminiscent of the sitcoms that came out during that time uh bewitched i like the 70s theme song the best oh my god the 80s theme song is the best one 
I love I love the family ties references and stuff. So episode two, we kind of have a cold opening. Uh, Wanda and Vision are both in separate beds. Uh, something weirds happening outside. They can join their beds. Uh, what's fun about that is actually like in the fifties and like sixties, they didn't really like to show couples sleeping in the same bed. Like they had separate beds. That was also all the way up until the seventies. Like with the Brady Bunch, they did that too. Well, you see, like when episode eight when they're watching like tv the kids are you mm-hmm. see that like exact scene that they're watching like the couple in different beds oh oh yeah you're right i just actually thought about that episode two is all about wanda and vision they're trying to impress their neighbors they're gonna do a magic show very funny wanda's like maybe a magician maybe a wizard i don't know uh vision Ends up going to a boys' club, swallows gum, becomes robot drunk. Uh, Wanda is trying to get in good with uh, her neighbors. That's where she meets Geraldine, who's a very kind of confused woman. She doesn't understand why she's there, like what's going on. Shakes Wanda's hand and then very much so immediately becomes like, oh yes, I'm Geraldine. Which, as most of you guys know, uh, Geraldine is Monica. We'll get into her. Uh, Dottie is not very happy with Wanda. She thinks Wanda is being like very intrusive, goes to talk to her. And then we hear a radio calling for Wanda's voice. Wanda doesn't understand what's going on. Uh, Dottie's, Dottie does something. How does Dottie hand plead? Doesn't she like crush a glass in her hand? Yeah. And then uh, boom, uh, back to uh, get your shit together, Wanda. <laughs> Uh, they go to the state fair. It's not state fair. It's like a. Freak- it's for the children, which is funny because you never see children until the Halloween episode. So yeah, we get to the uh, children's fair, and uh, Vision has shown up drunk. Um, Wanda has to kind of fix everything. They do a final act with Geraldine coming out. Uh, Agnes the whole time is making jokes about her husband Ralph in the audience. I can't remember any of the jokes, but I'm just like thinking to myself, who's Ralph? I, th- I didn't I didn't think he'd be like a big part. I thought Ralph was um I thought Ralph was one of the guys from the boys club for like the longest time. I thought because I mean everyone knew she was Agatha Harkness, I thought that she was just saying that to like seem like she had a husband. See, I thought And then that- we get freaking Ralph Boner. Don't even get me started on Ralph Boner. So, kids state fair or whatever. It's I'm going to just call it the state fair. I know it's not the state fair, but whatever. Uh, kids state fair uh, goes off they're very happy they go home Um, they're having a beautiful moment and then from outside Wanda walks out and there's this very strange beekeeper coming out of a tunnel Uh, she rewinds time and then boom cuts back to the scene right before they left Wanda is pregnant and then in very like 70s fashion the room becomes a bright with colors signifying the change between black and white television and color television we get another who's doing this and then we cut to a standby episode three is the 70s the brady bunch error era what did you think of episode three i liked it i'm still confused about the stork Like, I feel like it was supposed to be a big thing, and then because they ran out of time, they kind of just glossed over it. Well, I I think the stork signifies, like, you know, have you ever heard, like, the whole, like, well, who brings the babies? It's a stork thing. Yeah, but I think it was the fan theories hyping up that it was... Mephesto. Mephesto, (laughs) that 
it made it more of a thing than it was. Oh my god. Yeah, I think yeah, Mephesto totally should have just been a stork. I think no. Uh, I think those theories kind of threw off. I like how like the producer has not the producer, the director has come out recently and kind of been like oh hey by the way every fan theory was wrong everything that you thought was intentional wasn't intentional i feel like it was intentional to make us think it what was gonna happen see i think this director is breaking my heart and just bullshitting my feelings (laughs) i think he knew that we were gonna take the hints and make theories out of them so like he dropped them and then they weren't significant. Wanda is pregnant in this episode. Her and Vision visit a doctor. The doctor's like, oh yeah, um, your babies are gonna do it gonna be due at like maybe the end of the month. Turns out they are due by the end of the episode. Uh, the babies are coming a lot sooner than expected. Vision obviously goes out of his way to go get the doctor. Geraldine invades Wanda's privacy. Wanda is very much trying to hide the pregnancy from wearing a large coat, but obviously because of the baby's coming in her water breaking. She can't really... Her powers are kind of fluctuating. Like we said, there was that weird stork thing. I also like how, like, in every era, Wanda's powers are just represented differently. Like, in the first one... In the first episode, you see that her powers are very much just, like, stop the camera and then re-roll it with something in her hand. Where in the 70s episode, it's those, like, red smoke bombs keep happening. Yeah, and throughout the series, you kind of see her, like, lose control of her powers. So, like I said, Geraldine invades her stuff. They end up giving birth to both Tommy and Billy, which in the comics are Wiccan and Speed, uh, two characters who don't honestly get a lot of love, but they're very interesting characters that I hope that we eventually get to see again in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As Wanda puts the babies down, uh, Agnes, uh, we can see outside that Agnes is starting to talk to Vision, and basically being like, well, she doesn't belong here. Talking about Geraldine. Um, Geraldine, on the other hand, has decided to name drop both Ultron and Pietro. Uh, reminiscing about the fact that Pietro died in Age of Ultron, saving Hawkeye and the kid. Wanda's very confused because she's like, well, how do you, how do you know that? Uh, Geraldine is like, oh, you know, sugar and stripes and something, something. I don't know. She had a really weird accent in this episode. Yeah. She was very Southern. Vision opens the door. Geraldine is nowhere to be seen. But we obviously find out in the last few minutes of this episode that she has been tossed out of the hex. Well, you know, when Wanda's explaining that she's not there, it like changes in that episode. And then when... The S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are, like, watching the episode. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, events play out very differently from how they go in... How they appear on the WandaVision that the uh, S.W.O.R.D. agents are watching versus how it's actually playing out in the show. Which leads us into, boom, episode four, where we find out that Geraldine is actually Monica Rambeau, who is actually the daughter of the woman from Captain Marvel. Like I said, we met her in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is a movie Jesse hasn't watched because she hates Brie Larson. I don't hate Brie Larson. I just don't like her Captain Marvel character. What if Her as Captain Marvel. What if Brie Larson is listening to this podcast and her feelings are so hurt? We just lost this. Then you should be proud that you have someone that big listening to your podcast. I don't think I do. <laughs> she should be grateful if we just name dropped her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brie Larson, the movie star, is very grateful that Jacob Daniel name dropped her on his podcast. 
Um, Monica blips back from obviously being snapped. So we. That is such a good scene, too, how they show everyone coming back. Yeah, because you know what? When they showed it in uh, Spider Man Far From Home, it was kind of weird, but I really enjoyed the whole, like. Well, it was like it was comedy almost in the Spider-Man Far From Home one because I we saw like the kid blip back in the basketball game and gets hit with a basketball. But in this one, <laughs> Monica blips back in the hospital room. Um, she was there with her mom before she died, and then trying to find her. That's when they kind of let her know, hey, like this is what happened. Um, this is what's gone down. Um, we cut to a couple weeks later. Uh, Monica has arrived at Sword. That is where we meet Hayward. Um, he has ex- sucks. Uh, Hayward does suck. I hate Hayward. How about that theory about Hayward being Ultron? I I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I liked that theory of Ultron coming back because when they showed us White Vision's body, I thought that spoilers. I definitely thought Ultra was coming. Okay, if they're listening to this, it's all spoilers. Oh yeah. By the way, I should have said this at the beginning. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously spoilers. But yeah. Um, Hayward, I don't know. That was like there were a lot of dumb theories with this show, but like that I one. I think that was from the comics, though. No, no, no. It was from the Avengers Assembled TV show, but, right? Which but was he, a reach, but but I mean, but he wasn't even Hayward in the show. He was just some general dude, or I don't know. Um, I didn't hate it. I think that would have been a fun twist that he turned out to be him. But why wouldn't he also? Why would he be like waiting it through? Wouldn't at the point that they have the Vision's body, he would just steal the vision's body yeah he reminds me of that did you ever watch transformers 2 like revenge of the fallen when the transformer robot girl is trying to get with shia labeouf yes that's that's what it reminds me of like i was like oh so what we're all thinking hayward's that is shia labeouf gonna be in the corner i just really liked the villain ultron and i knew it wouldn't fit in i know ultron's probably not coming back at all but i think it would have been fun bringing him back I think I think he's a great villain to bring back. I would love for him to come back and kind of I don't know. He did good in Age of Ultron. He could do a lot better. I like him because he doesn't have a redemption arc. Like he, like Thanos wants to help the planet because he wants to like reduce population so it can thrive. Ultron just hates everyone. Yeah. Thanos is an eco-terrorist. Ultron is just legitimately a bad robot. But I also, I I hate how, like, in some movies they try to make the villain redeemable. Like, I don't care. I just want a villain who's evil. I don't want to ever like the villain. It's like Hans Gruber from um, Die Hard. There was no redeeming quality in that movie. He was just a bad guy who dies at the end of the movie. But, like, I'll watch movies now where I remember getting into a fight with someone who was like, well, Thanos wasn't really a bad guy. He just, you know, he's doing this to save the world. He's like... I don't know about that. You know, bad guy. I, I hate Thanos. Let's just... But every villain, you can see their point. Like, even Hela, you understand why she's doing that. Like, she wants to grow the kingdom. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I forgot for a second. That's uh, a <laughs> that's Ragnarok's bad yeah. guy, right? Where did we leave? Okay, so uh, Monica is grounded, quote-unquote, uh, by her mother. I think it was Hayward. I think... I, I bet I bet Monica I bet the mom didn't actually ground her. I think it was Hayward. Judging by how much of a douche Hayward was in this whole like series. Yeah. Um. So Monica. Monica. <laughs> Monica. Uh, Monica heads to Westview where she meets Jimmy Woo, who, by the way, is my favorite supporting character of all time at this point. And I really liked how he had the magic trick, like he learned it from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. I didn't realize how many, like, movies, commercials, TV shows he's been in until that trend on TikTok came around. Well, yeah, he was, um, 
Jim Halpert? Well, yeah, it was Jim Halpert in that one scene. But no, I mean, he was on Fresh on the Boat. No, he was on Kim Jong-un in the interview with, yeah. like, James Franco. Which, by the way, I think he's on the, like, South Korean, like, or North North Korea, like, like kill on sight list. Like, if they ever get a chance, they're going to kill him. Which, I mean, I think he knew that risk when he took the role. So, Who wouldn't be killed on sight, though, if they went to North Korea? That's a good question. Oh, that's a great question. Um, like Dennis, if I Dennis, just, Dennis Rodman. I know, but if I just walked in right now, I definitely feel like... Wow, that's a really bold assumption. You think Kim jong you know what, I'm just I think end. that I'm so unimportant <laughs> that he'd be like, yeah, take her out. Just like, take her out, like, boom. So Monica goes, they're observing the hacks, and boom, Monica is pulled into the hacks. Uh, Jimmy Woo calls for backup, where we see Darcy Lewis for the first time since um, Thor the Dark World. I love her. I hate Thor the Dark World. Yeah, but I like Darcy. I like Darcy. You know what, if I'm being honest, I don't remember her... At all from the first two Thor movies. But if I'm being honest, I don't... I don't re- remember the first two Thor I don't movies. remember... I remember them. Like, I remember the key points. Actually, you know what? If you ask me what the plot of Thor The Dark World right now is, I'd be, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Like His mom dies. His mom does die. Which, by the way, I forgot that his mom was even alive in the first movie. I do not care about the supporting cast from Thor. Like, I like her part in Endgame. I do. Like, that's the only redeeming quality... Uh, that Thor the Dark World has is that it was better like they go back to it in Endgame and they kind of give it closure it's a lot it's a lot better in that aspect but like by every other aspect I hate that movie so Darcy Lewis shows up um she's actually the one that discovers the kind of frequency for the WandaVision show so all all the um FBI and sword people are watching the WandaVision show they start to identify the cast too so that's where you find out like Norm is actually played by a resident of the town, and Deborah Jones, who is uh, Miss Hart, is someone else, and Mr. Hart, blah, blah, blah. But you know who they didn't, like, I knew this from the start, they didn't identify Agnes. And, like, that was my main point, is, like, for weeks, people were like, well, you're reaching with Agnes. And I was like, first off, why is Agnes on the poster for WandaVision if she isn't a main character? And two, why can't they identify her? I feel like if people didn't know that she was Agatha... Well, we didn't know she was Agatha. But, like, I feel like everyone knew that she was going to be Agatha. Yeah, they kind of, like, figured that out pretty fast. Like, that was, I think, one of the only fan theories that, like, really came true was yeah. Agatha. <laughs> okay, we're getting sidetracked. So, they try to contact Wanda. Uh, they find out that Monica is now Geraldine. They send the uh, guy in who eventually becomes the B-Man, who we never find out what happens to that dude. Spoiler. We're going to just start saying spoiler when something major comes up. We never As fa- you're describing the whole plot. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I remember they pull out the rope and it's turned into like a jump rope at this point. But yeah, I, I don't think we ever really find out what happened to that dude. He probably just became a townsperson, honestly. Yeah, because she just, yeah. So then this is what Jesse was talking about. By the end of the episode, we find out that Monica and Geraldine, uh, Oh, wait. Wanda and Monica. There we go. They have the conversation that we didn't originally see, which is uh, Wanda just... Gosh, why do I keep getting their names confused? Uh, Wanaka. Uh, No, Wanaka... God! (laughs) (laughs) Wanda is kind of like, how do you know all this? Like, what's going on? Uh, Monica is very much like, hey, homie, dog bro i'm just trying to and wandica sends her my god did i call her wandica again <laughs> yeah. frick 
So anyway, yeah, she gets sent out of the hex. Uh, as we know, the show plays out differently. Vision comes back, and then we see him sitting on the couch. Which, God, you know, episode four is probably my least favorite. It's yeah. it's definitely... Besides the beginning, where they, like, all get blipped back in, I didn't really love the episode. I, I mean, you have to love the episode because for the sense of, like, you finally understand what's going on, but, like... I was very much involved in the sitcom dynamic. Plus, I wanted to meet the twins so bad. Which leads us into episode 5. Spoiler! <laughs> um, we see Wanda and Vision trying to take care of the kids. They're also being a little rowdy. But Agnes comes over, and she's going to help the kids. But Vision, being the overprotective robot daddy that he is, doesn't actually want Agnes touching the kids. But this is kind of our first hint that things are kind of being a little weird because Agnes is kind of like, well, do you want me to take that back? Do you want me to run the line again? Right. And that's what I was thinking about is she acknowledges that she's playing a role. But then in the Halloween episode where Vision, like, touches her and gets her out of her trance. Spoiler. How does, oh, spoiler. <laughs> how does he not realize that she knows that it's, like, an act? Well, like, that shows that she's not in a trance. Yeah, it's it's very, like, I remember watching that, and the first thing I was thinking is, one, that's a really fun, like, kind of thing that, like, you know, obviously, if you're an actor in a sitcom and you mess up a line, you kind of have to roll again and you got to reshoot it. Wanda goes to talk to Vision on the side. We see Agnes kind of doing, like, weird things with the kids to get them to fall asleep, be quiet. Vision's very... This is when Vision... Vision's already kind of becoming aware of what's going on, but this was, like, the episode where Vision's like, what? like what is going on with you like you know yeah and you notice in the beginning like wanda's very concerned with people like finding out about their powers and then by the end she just doesn't care yeah the twins age up they're now five which leads us in to the best theme song i love the 80s theme song but i'm also like a hardcore fan of 80s sitcoms like i love family ties and like growing pains and these are probably both shows you've never watched have you ever seen family ties no. Okay, Family Ties is, like, where Michael J. Fox got his start. Do you know who Michael J. Fox I is? I do know who Michael yes, J. Fox Mar is. Yes, Marty McFly. Yeah. So, this was very reminiscent of these shows. It's pretty, it's pretty funny that, like, uh, Elizabeth Olsen talked about this. Because you know that she's the sister of Mary-Kate and Ashley, right? So, yes. she grew up on the set of, like, Full House, like, watching them do this. Mm -hmm. So, now this is kind of... I think it was probably really fun for her to kind of, like, play out her life in sitcoms and stuff. I like how they made a reference to Full House, too, with the theme of... Oh, I thought it was very, like... The painting, like, the painting at the beginning is a reference to Family Ties, because yeah. at the beginning... But, no, I got... I got that, that running scene at the camera... Like during the very opening, full house. That was full house. That reminds me of the like I'm trying to think of the full house theme song where the everywhere you look they run at the camera. Yeah. Alright. So by the time the intros end, so we cut the Monica kind of being reawakened. Um, she starts to explain what it's like being under control of Wanda. She describes the feeling as drowning, kind of not being able to do anything. This is when we learn from Hayward, who didn't want to mention it before that Wanda actually broke into the base and kidnapped Vision. Spoiler. Or is it a spoiler? I hate you, Hayward. You are the worst character. So, uh, fun fact about this episode, it is titled A Very Special Episode. In the 80s, they did these types of things a lot, where basically they would do episodes focused on death. They would do episodes focused on drugs and, like, alcohol. But these were, like, one-off <laughs> episodes. They never mention it again. 
Like, if there's a character introduced in a very special episode, you're not going to see him again. Sparky. Because, because they're either going to be, like, mentioned once or, like, they're going to die in the episode. Like, a good example is the Family Ties episode where freaking the uncle is played by Tom Hanks and he's addicted to alcohol. I don't know why I'm mentioning this. You've never seen Family Ties. <laughs> um, For Brie Larson that's listening to this. Oh, yeah. So, the so five-year-old Billy and Tommy have found a dog. They want to keep it. They want to name it Sparky. Agnes shows up with a, uh, I, it was like a dog cage or something. Or a dog crate. Yeah. Or, um... So Wanda's like, let's make it official. And she uses her powers pretty blatantly in front of Agnes. And Vision's like, yo, ho, like, (laughs) what are you doing? And she's like, well, maybe I'm sick of hiding it. Vision then and Wanda are like, hey, guys, maybe we don't have a dog until you guys are 10. And then they age up the 10, which I think at this point should have been pretty clear about what. You know, when I look back on it now, like I should have definitely like been like, why are they aging so fast? And obviously, you kind of figure out it's because of the whole, like, hex thing going on. Yeah. Uh, Cut to Vision's job is when S.W.O.R.D. tries to interact with Vision again. They send him a code. Uh, Norm, I don't remember what the code was. It was like, hey, like, blah, 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 the Maximoff anomaly. Uh, Vision decides to invade Norm's head. Norm starts freaking out. He starts very much going... Uh, she's controlling us. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a family. Please make it stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. Uh, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> Vision, which, by the way, every time I think about this, I love how we all watched it and we're like, oh, he's not talking about Wanda because he just would have said Wanda. He has to be talking about Mephesto. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, in reality, it was just about Wanda the whole time. I think the hardest part of watching this is, like, Wanda's the villain. Wanda's the villain all the way through, and, like, I like we were just all hoping that she was going to be the good guy. But, like, you feel bad for her, so you don't want to accept it until you realize, like, what everyone had to go through. Like, can you imagine? No, I can't. Because <laughs> I've never been swimming or drowned. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> I can't swim. Because I can't swim. Uh, Sword uh, sends a drone in. They try to contact Wanda. Wanda isn't uh, too happy about it. She leaves the hex, and she starts talking in her accent. This is such a good episode. So much happens. So much does happen, but, like, have you noticed, like, throughout this episode, she, or not episode, through the series, she cuts to her accent, like, so much, like, yeah, but, like, it's never, I think they, they kind of explained that she was training, she was being trained by Black Widow to lose the accent just in case they were doing recon, and that makes sense. Oh, I figured it was just, like, because American TV. Yeah, but why would she have the accent in the first place, then? Because she's from... No, I'm saying if she didn't have the accent by watching... She watched the television show when she was a kid. Well, yeah, but in the Hex, the Hex is based off the television show she watched. Yeah, but by by Infinity War, she didn't have the accent anymore. I liked the accent. I think the accent makes it a little, like, more clear that she's, you know... Not from the it, state. It I kind of adds depth. Honestly, by Infinity War, I forgot she had an accent. It didn't really occur to me that yeah, much. <laughs> you just reminded me. I didn't even notice she didn't have one. Exactly. I wasn't. You know what? I didn't really care at that point. Yeah. I didn't even. There real- was way too much going on in that movie to care about her accent. I didn't even like. I just didn't notice by that point. Um. Anyway, uh, flash forward. I have got to stop saying flash forward on this podcast. But you know what? Flash forward. Spoiler. Uh, Sparky dies. Agnes finds him. Uh, Wanda has to prevent the kids from, like, growing up. Uh, Vision shows up. Cut to their house. Uh, Vision is very suspicious. 
he's like isn't it kind of weird that we got a dog and it died in the same day and i love wanda's line she's like life moves pretty fast out here in the suburbs wanda i've lived my life in the suburbs the whole time what are you talking about life is so slow <laughs> um Oh my god! And so she tries to leave the room as the uh, the credits one, oh, and that's when she in credits him. Yeah, in credits him. Vision confronts her. They get into that fight, and Wanda says she doesn't know what's going on. She can't like she doesn't understand anything, which once again leads us to believe okay, she's not the one in control. But we hear a knock at the door, and who's there waiting for her? Her brother Pietro. But is he played by Aaron Taylor Johnson? No, he's played by Evan Peters, who coincidentally played Quicksilver in the x-men movies which are not affiliated with the marvel movies but they are marvel characters in a different marvel movie so side note when he appeared in that episode i think it would have been so much cooler if like the video that someone posted where they edited it where it just is his like the back of his head and then it's the song sweet dreams are made of this i think they would have done that too that would have been nobody would have known no people would have known but like that kind of like in sitcoms you don't really hear songs like that too and i bet they just wanted to keep the feel and it was also like they didn't want to throw people in keep making him think this was the x-men quicksilver because we find out it's not the x-men quicksilver yeah that makes sense but it would have been cool oh my god but like let's just talk about it like evan peters they got Evan Peters to come in and do Quicksilver, which I thought was great. They did that to make us think he was going to be X-Men Quicksilver. Well, you know, Elizabeth Olsen thought like this was the first gap between the X-Men movies and the Avengers movies, which I hate to be that person, but there was no way it was going to happen. And here, here's why. First it off, would've been cool. the X-Men movies, like the X-Men movies that Evan Peters appeared in are super confusing, basically because they take a very linear, linear approach with the timeline. Um, those movies are set between, I think, 1970s to the 1990s are the ones that um, that Quicksilver appears in. Uh, his name isn't Pietro. It's Peter Maximoff. He's a very American version of Quicksilver. But yeah, the timeline is just weird in those movies because it's between three decades. So that means like this, uh, this Quicksilver would have been older than Wanda. Well, I thought that that's how they opened the multiverse. Like, them introducing him was bringing in the multiverse. It would have been, it would have been a fun, it would have been fun. I think it would have been great. I don't think they would have been able to make him that Quicksilver. I bet they would have made him a different Quicksilver. I would have taken that. Anyway, we cut to episode six. Uh, The opening is very reminiscent of Malcolm in the Middle. But also by this point, the lyrics are like telling you the plot. Like, I remember it goes like, don't try to fight the reaction don't listen to anything i don't i don't know the lyrics i should have listened i should have listed out the lyrics um the yo magic commercial which um, everyone is still torn on i don't understand that we haven't talked about the commercials at all just because me and jesse feel like we are not the best fit to talk about the commercials i am you are then why i'm didn't, <laughs> why didn't you mention the commercials at i all? didn't want to uh outshow you you didn't want to outshow me yeah. on the podcast i invited you on to to talk about wandavision yeah Okay. Well, we'll talk no, about. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, also, they kind of they skipped over the '90s. They kind of made the '80s episode like the closest thing we got the '90s because by the 2000s, it's a very like very Malcolm in the Middle reminiscent episode. Um, I like how the opening lyrics have like everyone's name listed. Agnes shows up in the uh, intro for the first time, and Pietro shows up, but it says Pietro Maximoff as himself. Which, that was the first clue to me that this wasn't actually Pietro. Like, I was like, why did they go out of their way to say 
Pietro. Oh, as I was himself. I was hoping. I was like, maybe that's a sign that it is Pietro. Uh, this episode is great for one. The original, co- like the Halloween costumes they all wear, are very reminiscent of their costumes from the comics. I mean, you got Wanda in her very classic like '60s outfit, which I feel like that outfit is going to be the new Harley Quinn outfit on Halloween's. Every girl is going to be dressed in it. And you know what? I pray to God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vision comes down looking ridiculous in his. Uh, Pietro dresses up as Quicksilver. Billy looks like Wiccan. The only ca- the only character that doesn't look anything like his comic uh, costume is Tommy. In the comics, uh, Speed or Tommy, they had a very green outfit with a lightning bolt. Um, I understand why they kept it blue, though, because Quicksilver's outfit in the comic kind of goes from blue to green a lot. It made more sense to make it blue in the show. Can we talk about how good of an actress Elizabeth Olsen is? Because have you seen what Paul Bettany looked like when they were filming? Oh, my God. I would not be able to do it. The whole, like, red face and red ears and stuff. Yeah, well, he had, like, the blue paint on and the dots so they could CGI it. So Vision has told Wanda that he is going to uh, go assist with the uh, neighborhood watch. Wanda is very much confused, obviously, because she's in control. And she's like, well, no, you're not supposed to do that. Vision is like, no, I, I want to. I want to. Uh, Pietro is like, well, no, I'll, I'll go with you and I'll take care of the kids. Uh, as we know, Vision kind of starts to wander off, figure out everything. We cut to the real world where uh, Hayward wants to kill Wanda. Monica is very against it, and they get kicked off the base. But, uh uh-oh, Jimmy Woo comes out of nowhere with the sideswipe. They stay on the base hidden. They've taken out the troops. Everyone thought they were going to meet Reed Richards. Oh, my God, the aerospace engineer thing. That would have been epic, but, like, at the same time, once again, it wouldn't have made a lot of sense to introduce the person in this episode. I just love the Fantastic Four, the original the original one, like from two thousand, did that the movie... Miles Teller one doesn't exist in my mind. Did that movie come out in two thousand and four? I think it did. It was. I don't know. I don't know. The <laughs> Miles the Miles Teller one is the fan four stick, right? That's the newest one that came out. What? Fantastic Four. The the Miles Teller one is. Oh yeah. Yeah, that one was bad. I thought I had seen it. It was the dumbest thing I've ever watched. God. It made me so angry. When when Reed Richards just runs away from me. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that maybe. I'll go into a tangent about why I hate that at a different time. Someone was saying in like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're going to have like Chris Evans as Johnny, Johnny Storm. Storm and everyone's going to think it's Johnny Storm and it's just going to be like a fart joke in the end. <laughs> oh my God. Another thing that happens in this episode is the kick-ass scene where they say kick-ass and then Wanda goes kick-ass. Everyone thought that was obviously a reference to the fact that Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who both played Quicksilver, were both in kick-ass, but the director came out and was like, oh no, I didn't even think about that. Like It was just a line we said, which that broke my heart. I was like, how dare you? Have you could have went along with it. Have you ever seen Kick-Ass before? No. Oh my god, Jesse. I've seen, so all the movies you mentioned, I've seen like clips of them. But have I been invested in the whole plot? Not yet. Oh my god, you need to watch, well you need to watch the X-Men movies. The X-Men I've movie- seen the X-Men movies. Have you seen the ones with Evan Peter in it? Yes. It's been a very long time, but I have. 
So uh, we find out that Hayward has been tracking Vision. Uh, Vision has also been going around town. You're seeing the townspeople kind of in a trance doing like little itty bitty things. He finds Agnes sitting at the end of the road. He uh, mind tells her the way he did Norm. Agnes starts freaking out. She's like, oh my God, am I dead? And Vision's like, why would you be dead? And she goes, well, you're dead. And this kind of really, I mean, it's very clear that Vision doesn't know he's Vision. But this also signifies that Vision doesn't know who the Avengers are. Vision doesn't know anything about any other life. So Vision just starts heading to the end. Uh, Pietro and Wanda start having a talk. Uh, he basically tells Wanda he's fine with every she, everything she's been doing. Wanda is starting to come around to maybe this is my brother. We find out that uh, the twins do have powers. But towards the end of the episode, Vision leaves the hex. He starts to be, uh, decay. That's when we see Billy's powers emerge. He tells his mom, I feel dad. He's in pain. That's when uh, fake Pietro goes, your dead husband can't die twice. Iconic line. Iconic. That that clip got leaked like a whole two weeks before that episode aired. And no one knew, like no one ever saw the clip apparently. I saw the clip like after episode five came out. Yeah. That made me lose it. I was almost mad that I found the clip. I didn't. You, ne- you never saw the clip? No. It was circular. It got up to, like, the number one on YouTube, I'm pretty sure, for a second. But I'm pretty sure Disney took it down. They're quick on that. Uh, Wanda extends the hex. Uh, Darcy is now emerged in the hex. And then we go to episode seven, which opens up with a very modern family setting. People were crossing their fingers for that, like, the office. Like, they did allude to it in the theme, didn't they? They used a very, like, 2010, like, office theme. But, like, it also makes sense for it to be modern family. It's not like Vision was going to go to his job the next day or anything. Yeah. Uh, Wanda is obviously coming to terms, I think, a little bit with what she does. I don't know. It seems that she doesn't really care and she just wants a day off. The twins are concerned for their mom. Uh, the hex is acting up. You can see that the twins, um, video games are acting up. The furniture is acting up. Agnes comes over to take care of the kids. Uh, Vision is at home. Wanda reminds them that Pietro is not their uncle. And then we meet, did we meet the Aerosmith? Not Arrow, not Aerosmith. (laughs) The space engineer. I'm going to call him the space engineer. Was it that girl? Yes, it was the, wasn't it scroll? I don't, I don't know. I don't even think that was the same actress. I thought it was a different person. Oh. I don't know. I don't we, know. we meet some lady, and she has a tank that Wanda... That the not biggest w- letdown. <laughs> I, I was that's about, not Reed Richards. Oh, my God. I was about to call her Wandica again. <laughs> uh, Monica tries to drive the tank into the hex. It doesn't work, so she just gets out and just walks into it, which... When she walked into it, it was a great scene because you hear like these uh, snippets from Captain Marvel. You hear snippets from her own life. And when she emerges, she has superpowers. So does this make her the first mutant? The most unrealistic thing about this series is the government not harnessing Wanda's power for more weapons. Like, I know they do it for, spoiler, Vision's body. Mm -hmm. But you know if they found out they could do that, they would be making all kinds of things. Yeah, I feel like it was probably a lot easier using the dead robot's body. (laughs) Yeah. They'd be turning everybody into mutants. So, Vision finds Darcy. He frees her. Uh, 
We cut to a scene with Billy telling Agnes that he thinks she's quiet. Vision and Darcy have a scene together. Darcy kind of like tells Vision, hey, you know, for what I've observed, I really do like you and Wanda. You guys are good together cutting to like these fourth wall breaks vision is like why am i talking to you guys like i need to get home vision vision begins to fly home uh which then we find out monica has found her way to wanda's house wanda is pissed she's like what are you doing back here wanda uh, monica just wants to talk and then boom who shows up helping wanda get back into a house agnes i wanted them to fight because i wanted monica to give her a run for her money I would have loved enough, I would have loved some more fight scenes a little bit, kind of showing us more Monica's powers. But I also understand why they like backed off to get Agnes, to get uh, Monica. Not oh my god, to get Wanda into Agnes's house because obviously from there, where are the twins? She goes down into the basement and boomed. Agnes isn't Agnes at all. It's actually Agatha Har- Harkness. Harkness. The it's been Agatha all along. Oh my god. Iconic. That episode slap. I watched that episode 3 and when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you, like listening to that song like in the middle of my room in the middle of the night. Oh god, it was creepy. <laughs> it was I wasn't like scared or anything, but I was like, "Oh god, I'm going to stay up for an extra like 5 minutes." Why did they have Yo Gabba Gabba on the TV? Yeah, I didn't They made un- a point to show that, but like what? I didn't really understand it either. Because oh, so the they're kid, 10? Yeah, they're 10. Did you watch Yo Gabba Gabba when you were 10? No. Oh, well, this is just awkward for me then. <laughs> no, but yeah. Okay. I was like 15. But also the Agatha all along line very much implies that this has been Agatha all along, which we find out in the next episode. It's really not Agatha all along. She's it's, really not a villain. Agatha, really, well, no, she's a villain. She comes but in. But like only for Wanda. Yeah, well, she's coming in and she's very much like mixing things up to eventually try and steal wanda's powers but like she definitely wasn't the one who created the hex or even prompted wanda to make the hex the best part about this one is the post-credit scene the snooper is gonna snoop yeah boom we go to episode eight uh agatha we learn her backstory she's actually a salem witch which by the way this episode opens up and i thought like I loved this episode. Well, I thought Catherine Hahn was just doing some really bad acting, but you actually learned that the whole reason that Agatha is being very overdramatic is so the witches try to exterminate her, but she steals the powers from the witches and in turn exterminates them. Uh, Agatha wants to know what's going on with Wanda, how she did it. It's real that Pietro isn't Pietro, it's Pietro, it's a fake Pietro. It's a whole thing, which, I mean... We could have told you that by last episode. Yeah. And then... Um, I loved how they filmed all of her scenes. Agatha? Especially, no. Um, oh, the Wanda backstory. Wanda, I loved them as kids. Like Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Especially when, like, they got bombed. Oh. I'm pretty sure I cried. So, yeah, uh, cut forward. Agatha wants to know how Wanda is doing all this. Wanda doesn't know. So, Agatha forces Wanda to kind of relive certain parts of her life. We get to see her. (laughs) Maybe she is a villain. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, She makes Wanda... uh, Oh, my God. I keep trying to say relive. She makes Wanda relive her uh, childhood to the moment her parents died, which that's where we learn Wanda is a very big fan of sitcoms. She would watch them with her family, which, by the way, very... Very nice collection of sitcoms. I would know. I watched a lot of those sitcoms growing up on, like, TV land in the middle of the day with, like, my grandparents. Yeah. Chooses the Dick Van Dyke show. I wouldn't choose that. I would probably have gone with Malcolm in the Middle, but who's to say? But, yeah, uh, boom, Stark Bomb shows up. 
and they apparently sat there for like two days watching the bomb. Um, I would have left. I would have probably just left. Yeah, it was really dramatic. Should have just. Well, actually, you know what? There was that war. I think there was the war going on outside, so it was probably the safest for them to be inside with the dud. Uh, Agatha's like, okay, cool. Uh, Flash forward. That's where we actually. The next scene is where we find out how Wanda got her powers. She got it from one of the Infinity Stones. Um, I feel like that was a good scene. I didn't like how it was filmed. You didn't like how it was filmed? It just seemed like awkward. I mean, I'm with you. I think it was meant to kind of feel awkward too, because we're watching like. We're watching Wanda enter this room. No one has survived this test. And then kind of in a very much like, oh, you're the chosen one. I think it's because she seemed more like current Wanda than Wanda when she was introduced. Because she's supposed to be like the younger one. It just didn't fit how, like... Also, a lot of people thought that this was, like, a scene that was going to kind of, like, allude to the fact that maybe Wanda had powers before. I don't see how that... I don't see that at all. I think the Infinity Stone just very much gave her a glimpse at her future. But, yeah. But people on the internet were like, no, this is a scene that actually tells you for sure that Wanda had powers before. Maybe, you know, she was a witch. And, I, you know. Well, think ma- she doesn't die. Uh, yeah, but what about Pietro? Yeah, yeah, they never discuss that. They never talk about Pietro. And I'm really just upset because he's my homeboy. And I wanted to see more of him. I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, he's great. That's why you have to watch Kick-Ass. Yeah. Because that's that that's like his superhero movie. Okay, we're getting off track. But um, if you haven't seen Kick Out, spoiler alert: it's a kick ass movie. Oh, you see what I did there? Yeah. I say, I say kick ass like like they did in WandaVision. Yeah. Flash forward, uh, Vision and Wanda are now in a room. We kind of see the start of their relationship starting. Uh, flash forward, uh, we find out that uh, Sword has taken Vision's body. Flash forward. Uh, we get the very, like, if I was going to cry at all during this episode. I lost it. When Wanda says, I can't feel you, when she's inspecting Vision's dead body. That that one hurt. Okay, I cried there. I lost it when she opened the paper. We'll cut to that in a second. Hold yeah. it in. So Wanda very much says, I just want to bury my husband. Uh, Hayward is like, um, no, we're not going to let you leave our facility with a bunch of vibranium. Also, screw the other Avengers, because no one was checking up on her. Who taught her how to drive? I, I mean, I did she probably... She probably knew how to drive. Um, no, because she would have just turned 16. Was so she, she wasn't... She, was she 16 in Civil War? I think they introduce her as that, and then they thought, change I, it later on. I, I thought she was, like, in her 20s in Civil War. Well, in Civil War, they... Or not Civil War, uh... No, in Civil War, they're like, if you want to be uh, a girl your age in high school... So she's no older than 18. Really? I don't know about it. And then they change it to better fit her. We're going to fact check that by the end of the episode. But I thought she was a little older for sure. No, she's supposed to be. No, because they say her age. Let me me fact check. Okay, she's going to fact check that. I'm going to continue with the plot. So Wanda goes to visit Westview uh, where she finds the home that hasn't been made yet. Or it was being worked on, but it wasn't finished and as she opens the blueprint, there's a heart in it that says, grow old together. Which, by the way, I'm going to go back to episode one. Do you, I think that was the heart. This says they're 26. In Age of Ultron? Yeah, there's I see, no I, way. I, I see, no, I, knew I think it. they were supposed to be, but when it was released, they were not 26. I don't know about that. Uh, if you were trying to tell me that Pietro was like 18 of Age of Ultron with that. I thing. thought it was weird because they were trying to, I was like, they don't look that young. 
I don't know. I think I I think that they were probably twenty six. But yeah, going back to the episode one, I think that you like that heart in the calendar is for sure the heart that Vision drew. Yes, and that made me so sad. After that, Vision, uh, not Vision, Wanda becomes very upset. She creates the hex. She creates. Uh, this fake vision, and that's where they start living out their 50s lifestyle. Uh, Wanda has come back to the real world. She sees that uh, Agatha has the twins held on by their neck, choking them. Very weird. I don't know. I wasn't even watching this scene because I was still crying from the where they were supposed to grow old. Oh my gosh. I had to like rewind it because I was an emotional wreck. Agatha calls Wanda the Scarlet Witch and announces that this is chaos magic. And finally, we get the cutscene where we are introduced to White Vision. Oh my gosh. I, I watched this, like, as soon as I woke her up before class. I remember I was like, I can't concentrate. Like, Vision's back. Well. I definitely think he's coming back in later movies, though, because oh, I mean, he just bounced in that fight well, scene. Well, of course he's coming back in later I movies. I just, I don't want them to be superheroes anymore. I would pay <laughs> to see a movie where they're just happy. Where you just want a romantic comedy. Like, there's no villain, there's no, like, climax of the movie. It's just them being happy. And finally, guys, we have reached episode 9, the series finale. Um, Wanda begins to attack Agatha. Agatha starts to absorb Wanda's powers, and it's very clear that she is stealing Wanda's powers. Because she tells Wanda she's stealing her powers. She yeah. wants the Scarlet Witch powers. Um, Wanda side snaps her into a house, which this is very clever. Um, she goes to inspect the body and there's just like the two, uh, <laughs> boots, which is a Wizard of Oz reference, which fun fact, by the end of the episode, when we see the theater, it says Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh. I, I thought that was, I don't know if that was a genuine nod or maybe it was just the director not. The director's like, I didn't even know that happened. The, the director's like, I didn't even plan for that. <laughs> but I think it was a, I think that might have been a fun nod. Um, White Vision shows up, starts to choke Wanda, where our boy uh, Hex Vision shows up and they begin the fight. I was expecting a lot greater of a fight, but they just logically talk it out, which I guess is fitting. And we'll get, to that. we'll get to that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. So Wanda goes after Agatha. White Vision is fighting Vision. And Monica is trapped in fake Pietro's room watching from the side. They did Monica <coughs> so dirty this episode. Like, I guess we'll... Okay, when we get to... When we get to it. Yeah. So Monica is trapped with Pietro. She wants to get out. Um, you actually find out in this episode, which, I mean, it was very much alluded to, that Pietro isn't Pietro. In fact, he is Ralph Boner, an actor living next to the house that would have been Wanda and Vision's house. I do not think that he's the guy in witness protection. No, there's no way. You can't be an actor and be in witness protection. They want you to have a very, like, low, like, profile. But apparently he's supposed to return in like more Marvel movies, which I, I don't know how much of that is true. I would like to see him again in a Wanda movie. If he was the guy in witness protection, like, would he then be X-Men Quicksilver? And then, it, I don't know, it creates too many questions. But I do want to know if they ever acknowledge who was the person in witness protection. They never acknowledge it in this series. They said that you're going to find out in a like later Marvel show. But It's I, going to be like some random kid. It's going to be like one random Marvel character who they announced in Phase 4, but we don't see until <laughs> Phase like 9. We watch Jimmy Woo is captured by S.W.O.R.D. He announces that his FBI buddies are going to show up. 
Payward has decided that he needs to launch an invasion on the Hex as soon as possible. Agatha leads Wanda to the middle of Westview, where at first she releases Dottie, but then proceeds to release everyone. Crushing Wanda's spirits by real by Wanda kind of realizing that, oh my god, I'm the real bad guy. Well, no shit, Wanda. <laughs> As she begins to release the Hex, Vision is starting to disappear along with Billy and Tommy. This also gives enough time for Sword to enter with their tanks and Hayward to try and take down Wanda. Wanda does a little bit of her magic uh, yo-yo stuff. Um, the Hex is reinstated a little bit, enough to keep Vision and the twins around. Uh, Wanda once again engages battle with agatha the visions fly off while tommy and billy deal with sword this is what i was gonna say i really like monica i like her character and then when they're having that fight scene the only part that she plays is taking a bullet when we already know that the kids could have handled it themselves i mean they could have gave her more of a role like if she would have punched hayward once i liked how darcy got him yeah. But, like, they gave her powers to do that when well, the kids her, didn't need her. And her power, I, I don't even understand her powers. I know a little bit about who she is in the comic books, but, like, she took that bullet full force and turned into jelly. Yeah. Also, fun fact, when Tommy, like, takes all the weapons and stuff from the sword agents, he's wearing the hat of one of them and the sunglasses. And this is a very, Adorable. like, well, it's a very, like, quick reference to what Evan Peters' Quicksilver did in uh, X-Men Days of Future yeah. Past when he takes down all the uh, men at the Pentagon. He does that, and he moves their bullets, and then we have Aaron Taylor Johnson, who just decides to die. Okay, I so, feel like there could... Yeah, don't, you think, in a, don't you think in an Age of Ultron, a super fast guy could have just maybe moved everyone? Well, he grabs Thor's um, hammer, <laughs> and you know that thing is faster than a bullet. Yeah, why didn't he just let go? Yeah, or, like, move Hawkeye out the way. Jo- Josh Whedon, very lazy writer. <laughs> um, Monica tries... Not Monica. Dang it. W- Wanda tries to do her mind spell on Agatha, which turns into a trap that Agatha... I loved that scene. Where... Well, like, it was what she did in Age of Ultron. Oh, the little mind thing? I mm-hmm. thought it was great, too. So, Monica tries... Dang it! <laughs> I keep calling Wanda Monica. I don't know. They're both two... They have, like, two syllable words. So, as Wanda takes Agatha into um, her, like, little scenario where it's the Salem Witch Trials, Agatha pulls a fast one, starts trying to take the chaos magic from Wanda. Wanda breaks free. They have a fight. Uh, boom. Spoiler alert. We're catching over with the Visions, who are not fighting at this point. They're having a talk. Uh, Vision restores White Vision's memory, or at least gives him his, like, sense of empathy and memories. And he bounces. Yeah, he just leaves. (laughs) White Vision is like, you know what, this is a lot to process, I'm just gonna leave. This doesn't concern me. Uh, Agatha and Wanda face off in the final battle, where it's revealed that uh, Wanda has played Agatha. She locked her into a trap, we see the beautiful transformation where Wanda finally becomes the Scarlet Witch in the MCU. Agatha is defeated. I was so mad that they made her wear sweatpants with that whole thing, but her costume is so good. I also, I love how, I love Agatha's demise and what Wanda does. She's like, you know what, you're going to be trapped in the role you wanted. You're going to be the nosy neighbor. Yeah. And Wanda says, she's, she's like, I'm sorry. And Agatha goes, no, you're not. You're cruel. And I thought that was like the perfect line because during this whole series, Wanda has been cruel. And I think a lot of it, well, even in the end when Monica's like, you'll never, they'll never know like what you sacrifice. 
every single movie with Wanda is like everyone thinks she's the villain and she was just trying to do good. So I think yeah. that that was a good callback to it. So as Wanda takes her family home, the the hex is beginning to be released. Um, she tells the kids goodnight, says thank you for choosing me to be your mom. We get a very like tear joke, a tear jerking goodbye from her and Vision, where Vision is like, you know what, I'll always love you. He disappears. Wanda is left with absolutely nothing. She's lost her kids. She lost her husband. She handles it really well. She does. She goes to the townspeople who... She doesn't apologize to the town people at all. She's just kind of like looks at them. She's like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> uh, Monica, and you guys are all fine. Monica tries to have to talk with her, being like, they have no idea what you sacrificed. Wanda leaves. The end credits show that Monica has talked to a scroll who wants her to go to space. And we see Wanda using that oh my god whatever that book's called <laughs> the, the, the i'm gonna call it the magic book i'm sorry marvel fans she's looking through the magic books we hear the twins call for help and boom cut the black and that is wandavision all episodes done they changed the tone of wanda like really fast as soon as she's introduced as a scarlet witch oh my god now that we completed the episodes i just want to uh, so you know that there were supposed to be 10 episodes right and because right. of covid it changed I, I would have rather wait a few more months for them to do what they wanted to do. Oh my gosh, me too, just because, one, in episode 10, allegedly, according to directors and Evan Peters, who commented on it, we were going to have another kind of, like, Quicksilver scene. Um, they were going to f- uh, face off against Agatha's rabbit, Senior Scratchy. There was going to be um, another Monica scene. But, you know what, honestly, overall, I'm okay with the series we got. I liked it. I think they left some loose ends. Well, yeah, I, I mean, Darcy Darcy just kind of leaving out of nowhere. <laughs> they were like, oh, where's Darcy? Oh, she had to go. Goodbyes aren't her thing. And I was like... It was fitting. I guess. I mean, that she served her role. Like, get out of the way, Darcy. Yeah. What about... Oh, my God. I would love to see a Jimmy Woo, like, spinoff series. Aren't they doing one? No, they haven't released anything, but I think it'd be great if he had, like, a Swords, like, kind of, like, confidential series that's, like, very much like the X-Files. I'm gonna say it. Why couldn't Wanda keep the Hex on her house and just be happy? Like, what are they gonna do? They can't take her down. I don't know. I guess she still has to go control her powers. But, I mean, it alluded to in the finale that we're going to see the kids again. And she is appearing in the next Doctor Strange movie. So, maybe that's when we'll see her again. Yeah. Guys, we're sorry we didn't talk about the uh, WandaVision commercials at all. Uh, Once again, I feel like we're not the very best. Uh, Episode 1. There's so many videos out there where they, like, do in-depth on the commercials. I think the commercials would took just as long as this. Oh my god, uh, we would need a separate episode just to talk about the commercials. Yeah. And there's so much out there that explains them. Alright guys, this is the moment you've been waiting for. It is time for the official uh, Jake's Review Corner uh, rating of today's episode. Our rating system is completely an opinion. If you do not agree with our opinion, you are entitled to your own opinion. Please do not come at me about your opinion. Once again, it's an opinion. Uh, Jesse, what would you rate WandaVision? 9 out of 10 solely because I just wanted her to be happy in the end. I get that they had to open up the phase, but I love Wanda and Vision together so much. Um, I'm very much on the same. I'm going to rate it by the amount of episodes it had, which was 9 episodes out of 10. Um, Actually, it's like 100 out of 10, but <laughs> I'm just still mad because I... I, I just feel like there were parts that they could have done a little differently and characters they could have better represented, but I feel like this is also... 
in terms of what could have started Phase 4 Marvel, I think this was a great start to Phase 4. I like how it wasn't spoiled. Like, no one knew what was going on. Yeah, so you enjoyed it being released, like, weekly instead of all at once, or would you have enjoyed it being released all at once? I think I liked it weekly because I definitely would have binged it, but I don't think anyone would have got as much out of it if they hadn't watched it weekly. Because there was so many fan theories, like, I think people are more invested because it was weekly. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Guys, I hope you enjoyed the first and probably last time I review a whole TV show on this. Uh, Next time, I'll probably just do a discussion. This was a lot of work. (laughs) If you go to school with me, uh, do not talk to me about this episode if we have differing opinions. Well, Brie Larson's going to find you after this episode. Brie Larson can find me. I bet she will. She's Captain Marvel. I did CrossFit freshman year. Oh, God. Anyway, guys, my name is Jacob Daniel. I'm your host. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to Jake's Review Corner. Jesse, do you want to say anything before we sign off? All right. Well, that was Jesse. (laughs) That was Jesse. Um, So once again, if you're new to the show, if you're one of my friends, or if you're my mom, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on Jake's Review Corner. Hey guys, real quick, I want to thank Jessie for coming on the show today. She was awesome. Um, If you aren't already, start following the Instagram page and like and subscribe, and I can't wait for you guys to tune in to the next episode of Jake's Review Corner.